going on, y'all? Welcome to Return to Oswald. Uh, what this is, is basically Brandon's never seen Oz before. Scar and I have seen Oz before. We're living vicariously through Brandon's terror. <laughs> We're on episode five. What's up? Uh, as always, I'm joined by my internet bestie, Scar, and the best co-host in the business, best one of the best dudes I know, Brandon. Brandon. How are you doing today? Evening, niggas. Good evening. You have unmuted. I, I asked him if he wanted to unmute. He didn't hit unmute. I feel great. I feel vindicated again. Um, I hate the warden even more. Every episode, I hate this man even more. And um, I want him to lose his job. So I'm hoping that comes soon. <laughs> I hope he loses his job. He gets fired. He goes broke. Uh, his wife leaves him. I hope all the bad things happen to the warden. Uh, okay. Um, Scar. Um, well, who, do, who do you think is going to take the warden's place? You think McManus can do it? Deep. No, no, no. He don't have it. He don't have it in him to be a warden. Like, I, I'm just. McManus I'm, is not the person who leads. McManus is the person who thinks he leads, but really he should just get the fuck out the way. I don't understand still why you have it so in for the warden and not McManus, because McManus clearly defines himself this episode as an upper echelon piece of shit. Exactly. Exactly. Who does? McManus. Let's see. This is Home Alone all over again. Uh, you're about to defend another white person who doesn't need to be defended? <laughs> no, I'm not defending him. If I compare, I'm not defending him. I don't think he's a good person either. But if you ask me who's better between him and the warden, that's no choice for me so far. That's the a low warden, bar, though. The warden, in my opinion, is a the guy... Warden, the warden for me. The warden is a guy who is overseeing the entire facility. Some decisions he's forced to make, some decisions he makes, but all the decisions he makes are quite honestly the decisions of management. Like when you're looking at the warden, you're looking at management. McManus, on the other hand, not so bad much. Management. Which part is bad management? Bad man. He conveys to his he, he conveys to his uh people exactly what's going on. Um, he he's right there did, with did them. It's not like he's him, lying to him. Did he convey to him putting a black undercover cop in in Oz Wait, selling don't, drugs? Don't, yeah, yeah. But would have you seen Sixty Days in? No, what the hell is that? Like all these new stuff. No, Sixty Days in is this show where um. They take cops or they take people and they put them in jail, like like people from the street, and they put them in jail for 60 days. And their job is to go undercover and get information about how drugs are getting into the facility and um, crooked cops and cops practices in jail and all that kind of stuff. And they don't tell anybody that these people are undercover. Because if the mm-hmm. cops know that the people are undercover, they're either going to act differently around them or they're going to try and harm them because they're in there looking at the cops. 
if the inmates know that they're undercover, obviously they're going to beat the shit out of them and try and kill them. And you already know the only way to keep a secret is to keep it to yourself. Yeah, until it comes back to bite you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I can't even argue that. <laughs> then you have a dead cop. Hey, he look, he was deep in undercover. And somewhat look, when when they were when it was all said and done, from what uh we heard, somebody snitched on him. Yes. It looks like somebody snitched. Like somebody in the DEA called and ratted him out to the mob. So that's not, nah. The warden did what was safe for Markstrom. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what the, we'll get to it. Did you hear what the warden said to McManus uh, after that? Did you hear what he said? What, what are you going to tell me about prisoners' rights? <laughs> yeah. Prisoners shouldn't have rights. Like I said, management. He's management. McManus should also be management, but McManus, the problem with McManus is that McManus gets in too deep with everybody. Yes, 100%. McManus literally cares about everybody, and he shouldn't. McManus, I think the reason why I despise McManus so much is because in a lot of ways, he reminds me of me. Yes. Except Mm -hmm. he's just so... Look, like White. he's he's me back if I was back in 97 thinking I was a good guy but doing really fuckboy shit. He does some fuckboy shit. I would agree with that. I would not deny that or disagree 100%. So the way that this episode starts off is, well, this, the synopsis is drugs are in Oz. And uh, McManus and Glenn are working together to find out who's smuggling drugs in. But unfortunately, that shit backfires. Um, They try and do a lockdown, but drugs continue to trickle in. Um, And then all of a sudden, you find out uh, cops are doing it. So the way that it starts off is that Wangler goes out to visit, I guess, his girlfriend and his baby. Didn't know he had a baby. Probably not even his baby. Doesn't fucking matter. They stash dope in the baby's diaper. Um, That was interesting. (laughs) Yeah, so that's Keistering. He gets the baby. Hold on, I have a question about that. But they checked him. They made him bend over, and they checked him. He Uh swallowed it and let it go all the way through. Uh Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, he took it out of the baby's diaper and ate it. So... So yeah, that's what happened. Because like right after that, you see him on the toilet, and then he pulls it out. And I know oh. people who have literally overdosed because they didn't wrap the uh, baggie up well enough. They didn't wrap the dope up well enough, and it hits their stomach acid and bursts. Oh. So there's a lot of people who are like really hesitant to be that that drug mule who brings it into jail because of that situation. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Now that you told me that, it makes it even worse. Yeah. You can either shove it up your ass, which is what people outside of jail do, or you swallow it because they do the uh, rectal check in jail and they'll find it in your asshole. How deep do you think they go into your ass? Like, honestly, they, how deep is your love? They go knuckle. No, no. (laughs) They they knuckle it. Yeah, to find them drugs. 
with no Vaseline. Like Just imagine a little bit of gasoline. I don't need drugs that bad. Also, here's a question I have for you guys before we go move on. They always talk about you got to pay up for the drugs, right? Yeah, uh-huh. pay up. You, you got to pay what you owe. What are they paying? They commissary. They're yeah. They get commissary. Like that's what we'll get there in a second. But he literally told Adabisi, "I got a check coming in through." And and Adabisi was like, "The check was supposed to be here last week, motherfucker." And uh, the dude was like, "I can't. I I can't control the U.S. mail." But yeah, okay. they get commissary and they pay. Like you really got to watch this show sixty days in because it shows this one guy who's like, "Yo, I want to find out how the drugs are getting in, so I'm gonna start selling drugs." And he starts exchanging drugs for like uh, commissary for like noodles and shit like that. And then he sells the noodles to other people, and it, it's a whole thing. Um. So Wellesley is talking to McManus. McManus is telling her that the drugs are getting in. McManus is talking to her real like forcefully. Like, the drugs are getting in here somehow. And she's like, well, if you think I'm doing such a bad job, then just fucking let me go. Just fire me. But we all know that he's not going to fire her. And he's like, I'm not going to fire you, Diane. And she's like, why? Because we're fucking? (laughs) Yeah, because they like, they they fucked. And he think they in a relationship. Right? (laughs) She hit him off with the, you going to lose the best you ever had tone, though. Why you think we're fucking or because we're fucking? So then McManus goes to Saeed and he's like, There's two people who control the drugs here in M City. And uh Sister Pete is like, Shabetta and who? And he's like, Saeed. And Sister Pete is like, Saeed is anti-drugs the motherfucker. Exactly. And McManus is like, exactly. Yeah, and so he wants Saeed to fucking snitch. Yep, he's so anti-drugs, he won't even take the drugs he's supposed to take. And Saeed's like, "Yo, if (laughs) I snitch, I'm dead. So you can really just go fuck yourself, good sir." Like, what exactly? How would they know he snitched though? How would they know, dude? For real? For real? I mean, the the snake, the snake knows everything. He does know everything. That's true. We'll get to that in a few moments. But then after Saeed is like, yo, you can go fuck yourself. I'm not snitching on nobody. Um, Here's my question. Yes, sir. Two episodes ago or three episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Two or three episodes ago. Whenever whenever they brought the FBI in, whenever that episode was, when they were saying they were going to bring the FBI in, McManus goes to the warden and he says, hey, man, we got some dirty cops on here that's allowing shit to happen. Like, these cops are dirty. And three episodes later, they got a drug problem, and nobody seems to think, you know, maybe, maybe it's these dirty cops that were letting people get killed that we got t- talked about a month ago, or however long ago it was, four months ago. Like they don't check the cops. Like they they were told he told them the cops were bad, and they're not listening to him. You gotta actually want to do the right thing, and McManus doesn't want to really. The warden the definitely doesn't want to. The warden definitely doesn't want to because of all the paperwork is going to bring up. Yeah, it's so much paperwork. So, yeah. And plus, the union for COs is like the union for police. It's a fucking army. If the warden can avoid going into a grievance with the fucking army, I'm sure he's going to do it. But this episode, they said they got over on the CO union. 
They were bra- They were talking about, it. oh yeah, we got you. we got over on y'all. Y'all can't do double shifts no more. No yeah, more overtime he was y'all. like, the good news is we got a contract. The bad news is you can't do overtime. We'll 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 get to that in a second. So McManus is feeling real full of himself when he says Shabetta wants to fuck with people. Now it's my turn to go and fuck with him. That's right. And so this is how he tries to fuck with Shabetta. This shit is lightweight hilarious because Shabetta cuts him down so coolly that it's just amazing. What now? Shabetta's drugs fuck with people's heads. I might start fucking with his. The last couple of weeks have been tough on you, Nina. Your wife dying. Dino murdered Joey D'Angelo out of commission. Overall, your troops, they're thinning. They're getting older. They're, uh, they're more anemic. Now, the blacks and Latinos are taking over on the street and in here. So we got to face it. The days of the mafia are over. Que cosa? Mafia. OK. <laughs> OK. Let's just say that uh, you're of an age. You gotta start to relax a little bit. Now, I got a friend, DA. He says, you wanna talk, he'll make a deal. Deal? What's he gonna do, put me in witness protection? You are a fool, McManus. Now, you can try for the next (laughs) thousand years not to be a fool, but you'll always be one. Well, I can't change neither. I can't turn my back on who I am. Certainly not for you. Certainly not for some dumbass DEA deal. You done with me? For now. He told him. So he said, you are a fool, McManus. Even if you try for a thousand years, you'd still be a fool, which is just the best line to me in the world because really McManus is an absolute but, fool. But, but McManus's clap back right after that was it, so petty. It was the pettiest most slightly genius thing I have seen him do, uh, do so far. It is mm-hmm. so petty. So McManus looks at him as he tells him you're a fool and there ain't shit you could do. McManus looks at him like nigga you sure? <laughs> And he literally, in the very next scene, gets all, all of Shabetta's friends transferred out of Emerald City. Very next scene. Yep. It was like, and and he didn't even try to hide it because ain't nobody else get called. Nobody. And he's smirking like a motherfucker at him. Like, look what I did. Don't poke the bear. McManus is not the bear. McManus is a poodle. <laughs> and it's a surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> That's right. Set him straight. Now you gotta go work with the niggas. I know he don't like that. So the very next thing that happens is uh Shibeta recognizing that he has nobody else with him, he has to reach out to the brothers. And he goes over to Markstrom and sets up a little something something uh, betwixt the two of them uh, that will be beneficial for Shibetta. 
I think that's the best way to put it. Chocolate bars. With almonds or without? Both. Got it. Get out see. You've been handling things pretty good around here since Joey's accident. Hey, you do what you gotta do. That's right. The bad blood between you boys and us, well, with Jefferson Keene cold, I'm willing to let bygones be gone. Yeah, me too. You like tits? <laughs> Who doesn't? My tits are firm and round. Maybe you could suck my tits. You know, I know a lot of brothers who would love to. If you fuck me over, I'll cut this hand off. You want to suck he, my tits he, are nice and round. You like tits. Yeah. It's, and like, it was just like, come on, dog. Like you could, you couldn't have been like a little bit more subtle. And then at the, at the very end, he basically hits him with the, the handshake and the hug and tell, tells this nigga Hill Hydra in his ear. Like, nigga, if you don't get the fuck out of here with this shit. Why did he leave right there? And be like, I got all I need. I know how the drugs are coming in. I'm good. That's a good question. But instead, I think he really wanted to take down the brothers more than he wanted to take down the mob, which should have yep. been the whole job. But you know how cops are. Like, we know he's a cop now. So, you and, know. And, and we, we know that he has been doing the drugs with everybody else. So, Very much like, so. He is he is he is not in the the best position. So, like, the best way out of this is to f- go as deep as he possibly can. And get, and get to the bottom of all of this. So for those of y'all who are uninitiated, I, I understand. I'm hip. Uh, in the very next scene, um, Augustus takes time out to explain to everybody what exactly tits are, which, you know, is appreciated. Um, and so he explains it as such. Tits, that's what we call drugs. 60% of the violence in prison is due to tits. Either people not paying their debts or people trying to control the traffic. (laughs) The traffic. Here in ours, the last few days, the traffic has been bumper to bumper. So after that, we are introduced to literally somebody out of no fucking where we're introduced to uh ronald pokewalt who literally i thought he was the cop i thought he was the one that was going to end up being the cop not nah you ain't gonna become a cop by setting fire to a fire station that's some straight up insane shit yes yeah, he he went in the fire station and put on a fucking hat and like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, that but, dude is crazy. But as much as Pokewalt, who is uh, 
who was arrested for arson in the second degree, got 25 years, but's up for parole in 10. As much as Polkowal likes setting fires, he loves tits even more. And so uh, Markstrom and Adebisi are talking after they talk to Shibeta. And Shibeta is like, I need you boys. And, and <laughs> <laughs> fucking Kenny, man. Wangler's like, who the fuck are you calling a boy? <laughs> fucking Kenny, man. Kenny's like, I'm down to throw hands on whoever, whenever. My balls have dropped. It's, it's, he is he is Mr. On-Site. Right? So Markstrom sends uh, Wangler away. As they're walking out from talking to Shibeta, O'Reilly pops up. And he's like, hey, guys, just to let you know he's standing behind them. They ignore him correctly. So he goes into um, Shibeta's ward cell whatever just let him know hey nino i told you i got you like this shit was really starting to get on my nerves at this point like he's popping up for no reason he's popping up like the dude pops up on your girl's phone like hey wyd good morning beautiful right what you doing this morning i told you i got a man all right cool next morning wyd hey big head so did that dude come in immediately and was like, yo, I want to join the Aryans? Who, Markstrom or uh, Pokewalt? Yeah. No, he came in and was immediately like, I want drugs. So No, he went, I thought he went to... No, that was, was, we, no that's, that's another dude. Thing. We'll get there in a oh, second. Okay. I got so, mixed up, okay. Pokewalt is standing there minding his own business, I guess, when Adabisi runs up on him and he's like, yo, you owe us money. And Pokewalt, that's when he's like, yo, I'll I'll pay you. I get a check this week. And out of beast, like you said, you get a check. You said you were going to get a check last week. Pokewalt is like, yo, I can't do nothing about the U.S. mail, fam. So they let him go because he's standing right in front of Wellesley. Um, Pokewalt, because of what happened to him in front of everybody, he's willing to go and snitch against Markstrom, Wangler, and Adebisi because Adebisi hemmed him the fuck up. Told him you can't have no tits without no money. So he goes in and talks to uh, uh, Warden Glenn and McManus. And McManus and Warden Glenn are like, yo, you got proof? And he was like, I can get proof. So he goes to O'Reilly, who literally somehow has the perfect fucking theory about how the drugs get in the eyes. And the next shipment gets seized. Well, remember, no, right before that, you see right. O'Reilly accept the ship. from the cop, yeah. Mm-hmm. From so, Healy. Like, like, of course. He snitched on himself. Yeah, he was like, he was like, I need you to snitch on somebody. No, that's that's later on down the line. Oh, that's later on down the line. That's later on down the line. So um, what happens next is that the box of the, the shoe box, because Markstrom is asking Shibeta, yo, how did the drugs get in here? Shibeta tells him, I get them put into my shoes and my socks. So Pokewalt goes and tells um, what O'Reilly tells him, and the next shoebox gets taken. What, what, what prison has a motherfucker be able to receive Armani socks? The mob. <laughs> the mob, I guess. In this show, they have shown that the mob has extreme influence, I suppose. And and we've seen them wear all kinds of clothes, different kind of clothes. They're not all in like prison garb. Exactly. Like they, they're all dressed in regular clothes. So I guess like, like uh like Moses. 
The man who could talk to God. Oh. Oh, Reba Dow. So, um, so Shabetta talks to Marshall Manatabisi and tells him there's a leak that's never been there before. The leak wasn't there before, you know, he told Adabisi and Markstrom how his drugs get in. And they had till the end of the day to plug the leak permanently. Marshall's like, all right, man, bet. And he walks out. Sh- uh, Shabetta's like, Adabisi, stay and talk to me for a second. And Marston was like, shit. Marston was like, shit. He's like Wangler, keep an eye on them. Uh, find out what they're talking about. Doesn't matter. The very next scene, Marston's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Say, man, you dead. <laughs> and so the very, very next scene, we find out that Marston wasn't actually Warden Glenn's cousin, but that he was an undercover cop. Now, Brandon, would you have been as mad if he had said he was anything other than his cousin? I was mad that he didn't tell uh, McManus. That maybe dude is running us. Maybe he McManus thought is as, running us. Maybe he thought as I thought that McManus ain't the most trustworthy white dude in the world. You, oh, I, okay. I, he's not the most. Tr- you are less trustworthy than he is. How? Every. I don't know how we're not watching the same show. This warden has not done a single good thing. Name one good thing the warden has done. But remember, this is an episode after McManus has gotten the, or two episodes after McManus has riled the uh, the governor up against the warden's desires. So at this point in time, the trust probably wasn't there. But even before that, yeah, he brought him in before, before Emerald that. City that even got opened. So maybe yeah. he did some fuckboy shit before that. You trusted him to run this Emerald City thing. But you're mm-hmm. not going to tell him that there's an undercover cop in your baby, in your project? That's bad, man. You say he's management. That's bad management. That's so, like my manager putting me in charge of something be like 18 months down the road. Oh, you know what? Uh, I didn't tell you this, but um, this really, really big thing in this project that you're in charge of, I set up a long time ago, and uh, now it's fucked. So let's say he tells him that he's a cop. We know McManus already on site. So we know that McManus will probably try and talk to this motherfucker. Treat him differently. Try and ask him to do shit that he would never ask a gangster to do. You mean like asking, um, asking what's his face to snitch on people to get drugs? Saeed? Saeed, like he already asked people that stuff. He already asked the inmates all this other shit. But the thing is, Saeed is anti-drugs they know he's anti-drug and Saeed they also he's the leader of his group he's revered Markstrom wasn't right but you're assuming McManus would do something different he talked I know McManus would he's a piece of shit he talked to Leon he talked to Leon about different shit he just talks to prisoners about this he he did talk to Leon about trying to figure out how the drugs were getting in yes so he just talks to prisoners about this so nothing would seem out of place talking to him that motherfucker talks too much. And then he goes, <laughs> and then the warden goes, of course, because the warden's terrible. You think I care about prisoners' rights? <laughs> what are you going to lecture me on prisoners' rights? I mean, do you think he cares about prisoners' rights? No, I don't think a warden terrible. cares about prisoners' rights. No, but you keep giving him the benefit of the doubt when all he does is terrible no, stuff. No, the reason and why I'm giving him McManus, the benefit- We've seen McManus do actual good things on the show. He's done some fuckboy shit, but he's done actual good things on the show since the we reason started. why I'm giving the reason why I'm literally giving the warden the benefit of the doubt 
is because, quite honestly, the warden ain't lied about shit that he's doing. Everything he's done has been as stand-up as possible. He's told them straight out, this is where I'm at. He's a stand-up dude. Like, yo, if you do this, I'm going to fire you. He is the definition of a politician, but but at least an honest politician. Exactly. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to get this shit taken care of. I'm not going to tell you if I feel badly about it or not, but this is what's happening to you. And you could be stand up and still be do terrible shit. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you that I'm going to kick you down the steps. And then I cool. Thanks for letting me know. I can brace myself. McManus, on the other hand, would be like, I'm going to be honest with you. Why don't you love me? And then kick him down the stairs. But he don't kick people down the steps. Not yet. He kicks Shabetti's people out of prison. I think what you're doing. He kicked all of Shabetti's people out of the city just because. And being petty. And that was just petty. Right. That's fucked. He did it because he went up up to a mobster, told the mobster to snitch on the mafia. When the mobster would not snitch on the mafia, he takes all of his support out of Emerald City. You tell me how that's not petty. You mean the same man that just got other people killed? Okay, I don't care about him. He's terrible. They're all terrible. Making, this is prison. You're making a you're making a moral argument between wait, wait Brandon is it and McManus. Or, is it Uchiwali or is it one Mike? Because last week you were talking about how great McManus <laughs> was because he cared about the prisoners. Now he, he doesn't does. give a fuck about what Shibeta needs, and you're like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about him. Hold on, hold on, no, no, no. Shibeta does not need that. Shibeta has that to run the prison. He does not need that to survive or live or anything. He wants that to be the head man in charge. There's no rights to be the head honcho in prison. You don't get to be, you don't have the right to be the big man on campus to have everybody work for you and kill people that will. That's not a right that he gets to deserve to have. So McMahon is taking that away from him. It's like me taking away Sega Genesis from my child. It's not like I'm taking away his food. I'm not gonna feed you at night. That's, you're you're making it seem like he's saying, I'm not gonna feed you at night. He's like, no, I'm not gonna let you have Dreamcast, Sega, Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 and PlayStation. I'm gonna take one of them away from you. I'm sorry. And and now he's so sad. Oh, that was so petty. You took away all. You took away two of his 17 systems. Fuck your petty. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like it can't be both things. He can either be the friend of all of the inmates, which he should never be. One of the things they tell COs is that don't commune with the inmates. Yes, because we treat prisoners like shit. I'm glad you agree. I'm glad you agree. I agree. I see where you stand. I see where you stand on this prison reform. I see where you're at. Uh, oh, man, this is the best. So, what? McConnell over here. Oh, God, no. No, don't do that. People will believe you. I've had enough hate mail from podcasters. I need no more. Um, So then the very next thing that happens after that scene is that... um, Shit, talking to you, I lost credit. I lost track of what I was talking about. Shabetta and Adebisi are talking. And Shabetta lets Adebisi know that while Adebisi thinks he's smart, Shabetta's like five steps ahead of that motherfucker. Could be you. And you know. Hey, Nino. I didn't think they would. 
It was more assigned to Glenn. Don't fuck with us. Yeah. Now they're gonna lock down this whole fucking place. For a little while. And your smuggling operation? It's busted. The post office thing? That's not the way we really do it. That was just a test to see what you boys are made of. The truth is, I'd never tell you the truth. <laughs> now, the fastest way to end this lockdown is to pick one of your gang, have him cop to the marks from hanging. So, I, I ain't gonna tell you. I, I, I ain't gonna tell you where my stuff is. I lied to y'all about where I th where you would think my stuff was. What I told you the place that the stuff was was a lie. But somebody told, and all of a sudden I get hemmed up. That's why Markstrom got killed. It had nothing to do with Pokewald. Markstrom went and told the cops this is how the drugs are coming in, and he was fucking wrong. So he died for nothing. Yep. For a second, I really thought Pokewalter went with O'Reilly's theory of what happened. It was wrong, but no, that's not even the real drug spot. That's not even really what's happening. That's what, that's literally, we just got done on our show Hindsight. Uh, we just got done reviewing Die Hard or talking about Die Hard. And one of the things that happens is that Hans Gruber uh, acts like an American when he sees John McClane and John gives him a gun. And as soon as, as soon as Hans Gruber gets the gun, he tries to shoot John McClane. But it turns out there's no bullets in the gun because why the fuck would I give a, bullet, a gun with bullets in it to anybody? <clears throat> why would Shabetta give Markstrom this gun with bullets in it to take him down when he doesn't trust them more than a day ago? <clears throat> Brandon, I want to know how Shabetta knew he was a, a cop. Because probably one of the DEA agents told him in the first place, which why he went over there and ran the test through him anyway. Was like, I want tits. Yeah, but if you if a DEA told you, a DEA agent told you, what you got to do the test for? You already know. You don't know. You can't trust people. They might be setting you up, Scar. You're muted. He he probably <clears throat> knew that there was somebody there. He just didn't know who until he set this trap up. Now he only told this shit to two people. Mm -hmm. And you know Adebisi is not the type of nigga that's going to be <laughs> running to the cops. That's probably how he figured this whole thing out. Like, you know Adebisi is not that dude. So it's got to be the other one. is mm -hmm. a funny, funny motherfucker. But um, so the next thing that happens is they lock down the, the uh, facility because, you know, the governor's mad and... Uh, Glenn wants to uh, lock it down until they find out who killed uh, Markstrom. So uh, Shabetta tells Adebisi to have one of the homies give themselves up. <coughs> Meanwhile, Alvarez is in his cell fiending. He ain't fiending for tits or anything. He's just like, yo, I wish we had some kind of drugs in here. And Groves is his in, is his uh, Sully. First thing Groves says to him is, I like your scars. Um, this nigga gonna. I thought he was gonna try and lick <laughs> Alvarez's back, but uh, right. Alvarez, like, you're the only one in here who's more fucked up than I am. So he's like, I really need some drugs. Groves is like, Here, have a stamp. And Alvarez, is like, I'm not trying to mail shit, dude. And Groves is like, Nah, man, there's liquid LSD on the stamp. Lick the back. What? 
I missed that part. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's how they were getting high. They were getting high from those stamps. Licking liquid LSD on the back of the stamps. That's how Grubbs was walking through life. <laughs> so that's how they were smuggling drugs in through no, shit like that's that. how Groves was getting his drugs. He wasn't telling right. nobody else. Oh, <laughs> nobody else. But you do see him later on give a book of stamps to someone. It's in the background of another scene. I, I noticed that. Huh. So after that, Diane comes in and she's like, yo. I feel really badly about us. Um and and I don't feel like, you know, this is a good thing. We sh- I, I feel badly. McManus stops Diane long enough to say, I love you, Diane. First of all, what's the time lapse in this shit? It feels like it's it feels it's been like some it's months. I feel no, it feels like it's months, but at the same time, no, because they said something because, because Joey is still fucked up. How long has Joey been fucked up? Also, McManus tells Shabetta that you know it's been a few days since your boy got killed and, and got shipped out and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's only it did been a, a time jump because since- I wrote down a note. I wrote down a note. Let me see. I wrote down a note. It was like they keep doing time jumps in the show. And don't explain if they if they do, then they're not explaining shit because they say that there's a time jump, but there's really not. Yeah, they said something about like it's been a month since it's something with the governor. Like they, they said something about like a month ago the governor did this or something like that. Yeah, and when so the governor was, got uh hit up with uh misappropriating funds and having an affair. So I know it's been at least a month. Since we've seen, since the last episode, but since the last episode where they were fucking during Keen's execution, McManus is now professing his love to Diane after he just finished dating Doctor Nathan, which isn't the bad well, part. You know. Okay, fine. If if you can find him, find him. But then the next thing he does is, Diane, aren't you gonna say it back? No. Well, yeah, he's a herb. We just cut buddies, dog. Like, what is you doing? He's a herb. The herbist of herbs. I'm not Herbie is a herb. He's Herbie Hancock. He's a herb garden. Like he is. <laughs> I never said he was cool. He's definitely a herb. But he did offer to, you know, I'll, you know, I can, you know, if something happened to you, I'll make sure you're all right. You need help. That's, you got a single fu- mama, that, that's single daughter. Too. It is. But, you know, people, he's the good guy. He's the Twitter good guy. Yeah, and you're falling for it. No, I'm not falling for it. I said he's done some good things. I'm capable of separating people's actions. So somebody who's terrible does something good, I can say that they did something good while they're still overall are terrible and vice versa. A good person can fuck up and that doesn't mean they're automatically just a terrible human being. I separate. So after that, we meet Scott Ross who got arrested on 6497 for selling weed. Unfortunately, it was his third strike. So he got life without parole for selling weed. Um, Ross and Wellesley know each other. Uh, Wellesley's ex-husband was in a motorcycle gang with Ross, which brings two things to mind for me. The next thing you see after that is, uh, well, not the next thing, but you see that Ross and Shabetta or Schillinger know each other well. Like Schillinger calls him Scotty and and he's grabbing his dick and they're laughing it off and shit. 
He grabs his dick and he's just kind of and he just kind of plays it cool. Like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that doesn't come out at all. If somebody grabs your dick and you have no reaction. Mm-hmm. He does say, "Get your fucking hands off me," but he says like a joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so um, that leads me to know, like you were saying, that Ross is fucking with the the Aryan Brotherhood. Um, well, he went to O'Reilly. I mean, he is. He wasn't a motorcycle gang. But yeah. that's what I was going to say. That also leads me to believe that Ross's friends, who were also in the motorcycle gang, were probably also skinheads. And Wellesley was yeah. married to a skinhead, which makes her married to a skinhead. Skinhead adjacent. Skinhead adjacent. Yeah, and and you know I I seen Sons of Anarchy. I seen what happened to the one dude who got the news that <laughs> that that he that he might be part black and the links that he went through to try to get that information not to come out. Man, he got that shit nullified like a mother. I'm not black. <laughs> Don't tell anybody that. <laughs> right. Yeah, motherfuckers started snitching <laughs> on everything. It's like the cops would be like, "You know, you black, right?" It's like, as soon <laughs> as they find me. out I'm black, they're gonna kill me. Don't tell them. Yeah, what that, the that was his reaction. That was really totally was. his reaction. And then, like, when they found out he was black, they was like, "All right, then." Ooh, <laughs> when they, whatever. When they actually found out, they was like, "All right, then." I mean, you black, but you, like, you you've been here from the jump. Like, why why would we get why would we be mad at you now? So. Ross is sitting on the steps, smoking a cigarette, putting game on Wellesley like a motherfucker. Like, yo, I know you broke. I know your mama broke. I know you got a daughter. You know I've always loved you. I'll take care of you, baby. I'll take care of you. What a stand Basically guy. the same thing McManus says to her. Yes. <laughs> but, but Ross is like, yeah, so what I'm going to need you to do is start smuggling no, in cigarettes McManus, for me. McManus hit her with the baby face, though. I'll buy your clothes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ross they, wanted a quick pro quo. He wanted yeah. something out of it. Yeah. So next thing. Also, they, by the way, that deal's not too bad. One cart in a day to get my bills paid for. Uh, go to jail for dis- jail. for distribution to an inmate for smuggling. I mean, okay. This I can let slide because it's cigarettes. Like he wasn't telling her to bring in some tits. Like he was right. just saying, like, give me some, give me some cigarettes in here. We can get some things moving, and I got you. So like th- the deal doesn't sound that bad. It's just get a nigga some cigarettes. All right, but at just a few time, months to go, you could have cigarettes. So I don't think he, she would go to jail for that. But at the same time, you see that all it takes is one person telling that there's smuggling going on and now it's on high alert for everybody. So smuggling is smuggling. You signed a you you signed an oath. Return to Oswald. We'll be back after this brief break. Hey y'all. This is Derek. We want to thank y'all so so much for taking time out to listen to this show. What we'd like for you to do right now wherever you're at is screenshot your phone, iPad or whatever you're listening to the show on. And send it to us on Twitter at Return to Oswald. We'll retweet it to everybody and show that you're a part of the family. Also, if you'll be so kind as to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast at and subscribe and follow, we'll greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much and back to the show. So, Saeed finds out he has high blood pressure. 
tells the doctor it was caused by racism, which I completely agree with. <laughs> He's also refusing to the, the drugs to lower the blood pressure. Yeah, because they don't want it to cloud him. They don't Wait, they don't yeah. want it to cloud his mind. Yeah, his I don't mind. agree with that part. But then he said, believe me, doctor, I have no intention of dying, which is literally gangster as fuck. I mean, he's he's one of those two fingers to the temple type motherfuckers in pictures. Like he's mm-hmm. one of those type motherfuckers. Mm. Everybody else <laughs> doing this in their pictures, he's like this, looking like uh fucking Professor X. <laughs> yeah, but old man Moses read him for filth. He's yes. right. So then I love, I love the I love the fact that he's still he's still on this God told me stuff and then like when you find out how he's really how he really knows this it's hilarious. Rebido comes in there and he's like, "Yo, uh, so uh, Saeed is in his cell by himself. He welcomes Rebido in. Rebido literally reads him for filth immediately." <laughs> Bruh, he he reads him like a black lady, like. I'm sorry that you're ill. And who told you that I was ill? God. Oh, yes. You talk to God. When he's in town. Well, in Islam, we believe that only two people spoke to God directly. Muhammad, and praise be to him, and Moses. So you see, you are an excellent company. You think I'm lying or deluded? Oh, yes. I may well be. I do know sometimes I can see inside men's souls. And can you see the mind, old man? Yes. And what is there? Anger. Yes, I am angry. I'm angry at a society that cripples my people, that infects their bodies. No, you're angry at God. I am not. My illness is Allah's will, and I accept the bad as well as the good that God gives me. Still, you're angry at him and afraid, afraid of dying. That is not true. You watch Jefferson Keene die, die gladly. Keen embraced death like a lover, like a traveler going home. You saw that and were afraid. You realized you aren't as willing to go. Get out of here, old man. Get out. Get the fuck out. No, no, he basically, he almost, he was like this close to turning into Jan Brady. Get out, get out, get out. Like he all, he was like this close <laughs> to, to one of those uh, teenage white girl get out my room type situations. Yo, <laughs> I like I, that dude. He's one of my favorite people in us. I fully believe Rebido does talk to God. I know the answer. So like, I can't. No, don't, don't. I, I know don't. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it, but I know well, the I answer. I know you don't talk to God because it's not a fantasy show, but I love the notion of it. It's hilarious. I love that dude. Absolutely right every single time. He read that dude. Mm. I so, mean, all he needed was a couple of snaps. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So the next thing that happens is uh, we find out the governor Devlin is taking kickbacks and having an affair and his wife has moved out. Uh, that's said in passing, but really fuck that dude. So I wanted to mention that. 
McMahon has said that he will force Saeed to take the drugs. He will shove them into his mouth and make him take them. That's right. What? In in order to avoid McManus's dirty, nasty, funky white fingers going into his mouth, Saeed tells McManus the drugs are coming from his own officers. And then we immediately cut to Healy bringing in drugs. You're not gonna give him credit for being brilliant. You're not gonna give him credit. No. If the, if the ward would have done that, you'd have been like, look at this great job of management. Getting the information that he needs out of the people. So what you're he saying managed. is he literally he literally used force to get the information out of Saeed. never going to do that. Look, just a few episodes ago, you were saying Saeed's your favorite person on the show. It is, but McMahon was never going to do that. It was just a threat. Mm. So you're okay with people okay. getting threatened? Yes. <laughs> okay. All the time. People threaten people all the time. You got kids. If you don't do this, I'm going to put you on punishment. What is that? A threat? Okay. You may not even do it. You may not even put them on punishment. But you say that to make them do what you want them to do. You're not a bad parent for that if you do that. Yeah, I mean, Christmas just passed. You know how many conversations of I'll take all this shit back uh, happened in the last week? <laughs> Are those bad parents and they call CPA on, CPS on them? No. They just using a tool to get what they want. Now, if they were to actually do like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, and then they beat the shit out of you, that's a bad parent. But if you use a different tool, and you, you had no intentions of doing that, then you're not a bad person. You're just using the tool in the toolbox. I'm okay with that. Okay. You got to, sometimes, you know, you're dealing with so the th- my biggest problem with McManus is he's too nice sometimes. He's got to realize he's dealing with inmates, and although he cares about inmates to an extent, at least the, the idea of that inmates should have some rights, he's he goes too far with it. Like sometimes you got to put your foot down, sometimes you got to be the person in charge to get the information that you want. But at least if you're doing it for the right reasons and you don't go overboard, it's okay. Maybe in sometime in the future he'll go overboard. But I judge the man on the first five episodes. He hasn't gone overboard yet. Okay. See, Rashani is is Mr. Black and White. There's no nuance. Okay, sure. So later, right after that, we find out that Healy's bringing in drugs to O'Reilly. O'Reilly is such a fucking snake. He is the snakiest. I told you. Oh my god! So he is the he is the best. He is the best chess player in that prison. Period. So Shabetta's like, yo, you've been on my nuts since you got here. Here's how you can help me. (laughs) O'Reilly's like, I'll do anything, Nino. Shabetta, or yeah, Shabetta's like, yo. Healy's business is starting to cut in on my profits. I need you to take him out. <laughs> and O'Reilly's like, well, Healy's been good to me. And Shabetta's like, is that your answer? He's done so much for me. Is that your answer? Nope. I'll set him up. How you want me to do it? <laughs> exactly. And he, does, and he doesn't hesitate. No hesitation at all. He's a survivor. He's going to make it. Um... So then uh, O'Reilly goes to Pokewalt and tells him, hey, you want to get some tits for free? 
Pokemon, sure, like, sure, I'm not going to kill anybody. O'Reilly's like, I don't need you to kill somebody. I needed a snitch. And Pokeball's like, on who? And O'Reilly's like, on me. So O'Reilly gets taken to see the warden. They don't show this part. But I'm figuring he's like, yo, like we said, what's going to happen? Like I said, episodes back, if O'Reilly gets cornered, the first thing he's going to do is say, yo, I know the cops who are doing this. And that's immediately what he did. Uh, so they set up a sting where O'Reilly got some tits from uh, Healy. And um, right after the hand-to-hand pass-off, O'Reilly gets hemmed up. Healy gets hemmed up. Healy's being held by two cops who are about to put him in cuffs or whatever. And that's when McManus decides to come up to Healy and punch him in the fucking face while he's restrained by two people. Because earlier in the show, um, Healy mentioned that McManus was fucking Wellesley. Which there was nothing untrue about that. <laughs> nothing untrue, but because McManus is petty as fuck, when and and a scary motherfucker, when Healy's being restrained by two people, that's when McManus finds the opportunity to come and punch him in the face. Well, here's the thing. First of all, O'Reilly is brilliant strategist. Yes, by the way, because <laughs> he sets this up in a way that makes it seem like he didn't know, and he had to go to solitary for a whole month. That's not nothing, and, and he gets the option. <laughs> Of getting out of solitary, he's like, if you testify, we can get you out of here. He was like, no, I'm good. And so he covers his old tracks. But he was already getting, he was, he already looked like he got his ass whooped when McManus came to talk to him in the hole. So McManus came over and was like, hey, do you want to testify against O'Reilly? He was like, if I testify against O'Reilly, all the rest of these cops are going to beat the shit out of me. McManus is like, cool, give him another month because McManus cares so much about his inmates. And so while O'Reilly is laying there, another cop comes in and says, hey, O'Reilly, who ratted on Healy? O'Reilly, who ratted on Healy, blames Polkawalt, who the cops immediately beat the shit out of. Yep. (laughs) They are terrible people. Terrible fucking cops. They need to go. All of them. Yeah. They just they, hire new cops. They, they fuck his ass up. Like the next thing you see is him being brought in on the stretcher it's with like severe, severe head trauma. Head, severe head trauma. You know what that tells me? All the cops, except the only one we know that's not doing shit like that as of now, at like beating people up for no reason, is the woman cop. I forget her name. Wellesley? And she's smuggling. She's smuggling smokes in, but she's not beating people up for no reason. At least not yet. So the rest of them are terrible. So you're telling me that they're all terrible, but McManus is above it all? All McManus said was, I'll let you out early if you snitch. And he said no, so he stayed in his sentence. How's that How's that? There bad? is no sentence for the hole. McManus literally makes the a decision th- of how long you stay in the hole. No, no, he said you're going to hole for 30 days unless you tell me what happened. And then yeah, he says, that's no, him once again you. threatening somebody. Yeah, what's wrong with that? He got what he's threatening. What, what he's threatening them with is what he. This happens three times in this episode. Yes. Every time he threatens somebody, his threat is literally, "I want you to do something that's literally going to cause your death, or I'm going to do something completely petty to you." Is it petty? He yes. got caught buying drugs. That's the punishment, is it not? Is that not the punishment? 
We don't know how. I mean, the the well, first of all, the hole is supposedly very ineffective, uh, and then like the fact that he's gonna be there for a month. What a does month. that solve? They what showed does, that nigga going in crazy in there. Yeah, he was going crazy, and then they let him out. He was like, easy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't ever let him see you sweat, O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Riley's a G. It's like it's like when your kid is going to fuck off about something, like you, you know, like all this stuff is like you want a cookie, all right? And yeah. like, That's <laughs> you want a cookie, okay? All McMahon's is trying to do is get these dirty cops out of Oswald, and nobody wants to help him. Trying to do is get the drugs out of Oswald. He doesn't care no, about the, anything else. No, he cared about the cops. He brought the cops up three episodes ago before this whole drug thing came up. He's like. The cops are dirty. The cops are the ones letting people in and going. When the gym thing happened, he was like, it's the cops. When the thing happened with the first dude, they got killed in the first episode. He's like, it had to be the cops to let him in. He's saying it every time when he, he doesn't say it in the big meetings, obviously, because he's not going to say it in front of 18 cops. Hey, you guys are dirty because that's stupid. But every time he talks to the warden in the last few episodes, he's like, yo, we got these dirty cops. And nobody wants to do shit about it. So the cops just keep being dirty. People keep dying. Drugs keep coming. But who, in. who, who among any of them is clean at this point? The warden the the warden is the only one that's clean because he is like straight politician. Like I'm just doing what I need to do for my career. Let me tell you, if I'm the CEO of a company and bad, terrible shit keeps happening over and over again, and I know the reason why, either I'm going to figure it out or I'm going to watch my company burn, and it's burning. Every day, the warden is Art Browns. Like that's basically yes, he is Art Browns. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> who he is. A great analogy. He is Art Browns. He's Art Browns at Baylor. And what happened to Art Browns? Art Browns is blackballed from college football. Cannot do anything no, right now. No, did, did you see Art Browns had to uh, quit? Uh, like we're we're probably dating the episode, but Art Browns quit his high school job. <laughs> yes, he didn't even coach high school. He was a great coach, but that's what happens when you let shit get out of hand. You nip that shit in the butt, people let forgive you and you move on. He's letting it grow and grow and grow. So, nip the, the next thing that happens is Adebisi is playing Pinochle with Shabetta and complaining about it, which leads to literally, in my opinion, the line of maybe the entire first season. This is fucking Pinocchio. I don't play games. How do you keep that hat on your head? Velcro? (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting for somebody to ask that question, fam. Yeah, and then the, the, the beginning... The first thing is he adjusts his sock that's halfway on his foot. <laughs> for no reason. His sock is halfway on his foot for no fucking reason. His his hat is always halfway on his head. Like, he's a halfway kind of nigga. Hey, ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. <laughs> so, uh, O'Reilly has finished his pledge to uh, Shibetta. He walks up to Nino and Adabisi, and he's like, can I play? And Nino's like, you know how to play Pinochle? And O'Reilly, who just heard this whole conversation, and ain't no dummy, is like, no, but I can learn quickly. So Shibetta Shibetta Runt tells, you know, Adabisi, hey, take a hike. 
So so uh, Adebisi goes to get high, and he's in the mood to kill. Specifically, Shabetta and, and O'Reilly. And then O'Reilly basically um, is that that the the throne scene from Black Panther, when <laughs> when uh, when Killmonger sits on that throne, like mm-hmm. that's basically what he did. Like he's he slid right into that slot. He's mm-hmm. like, I I did all of this just to get right here. So after that, Schillinger is uh, walking into their cell with Beecher, and. Beecher sits down on his uh, bunk and starts taking his shoes off. And this happens. Five. What, that's it? No goodnight kiss? I'm beginning to think you don't love me anymore. I do. Say it. Say you love me. I love you. Now you see, you said it, but you didn't mean it. I do mean it, sir. No, I'm telling you, the romance has gone out of our relationship. But I have the cure. I was saving this for your birthday, but now I think we need it now. Lipstick. No, thanks. Come on. You're gonna hurt my feelings. You know what happens when you hurt my feelings. Put some on. No. Okay. Hey, I understand. You want to surprise me. Gonna wait for a special occasion to get yourself all prettied up. That is so sweet. Hey, I can wait. Not too long. So the, the way he just says everything so straight and like with no like with no like malice and no it, he doesn't it, nothing he says has any evil in it or anything like that he's just like it's just matter of fact yeah you want to put the lipstick on cool I, I you're saving it for a special occasion all right i i appreciate that like i understand what you're doing you're you're just gonna cheer me up later on don't make me wait too long though <laughs> And he didn't even say that with the, with like evil. He was just nope. saying that it's just it was just straight. It was just kind of matter of fact. Like, hey, just I I got you, but like, don't you know? Don't do anything crazy. Just he's very nice man um, for white supremacists. He's very calm. Bought you a birthday gift. You know, I just want some romance in our love and our relationship. A very nice, considerate white supremacist, terrible person. Absolutely, and I appreciate that by him. I appreciate his, I appreciate him not ranching and raving. He's, you know, he's very just straight and narrow. He jokes with people, but you know, he's also very terrifying on the other end. Someone I do not want to mess with. He is the last person in that prison, with the exception of the dude who ate his parents and uh, that I want to talk to, that I want to mess with. Well, no parts of him, although. I wonder how I wonder how good he can fight because we've never seen him get in the fight yet, and I imagine it's going to happen at some point in the series. So I'm interested to see 
how good of a fighter he actually is when it comes down to scrapping. So in that. when you find out. So after that. <laughs> when you find out. <laughs> after that, Beecher refuses again. So Schillinger sent somebody in to do the makeup for Beecher and to not take no for an answer. Right, colored his hair and everything. <laughs> and Where did so, they get hair dye from in prison? You know, where all this where all this makeup coming from? Like <laughs> the, the women's prison is a separate prison. We know this because of what happened with um Alvarez. Well, yeah, with Alvarez. I, I keep I keep trying not to call him the nickname that someone else is going to give him later. I keep trying not to call him that, but Miguel Alvarez, yeah. Uh, so we know that there's this completely separate prison. And so, like, where is this makeup coming from? So, speaking of Alvarez, well, Schillinger, when he sees Beecher, he says, you're even prettier than I thought you'd be. And all his boys just die laughing, including no. folks in the other, in the cell next to, next to them. Bruh, they are rolling. Like it is, it has to be like possibly one of the most embarrassing moments of his life. Like, and, and like, there's some shit that didn't happen to this dude, but like, bruh, this that that, that moment has to be horrible. Just stand there and you see everybody around you is rolling. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of Alvarez, that's I that, got a that, question. How yes. come he never just asked to move to another cell? I'm pretty sure if he went to McManus and been like, hey, no, man, this no, he already went to McManus. That's how, we, that's how he got where he was. Oh, we yeah. Were, he was in a different cell. He that's was in right. there with Adam Yeah, McManus honestly, put him in there. Honestly, yeah. in my opinion, he probably would have been safer with Adam Beasy than he is with Schillinger. I think so. 100%. I don't think Adam Beasy would have made him dress up, get, put makeup on. Nah. Adam Beasy might have, you know, Told him, he told him straight out, I'm not going to fuck you tonight. But, you know, after like the first few times, he probably would have lost interest and went back to smoking dr- or doing drugs. And they probably would have ended up just doing heroin together. Probably. I wonder how much Adebisi likes the whites, though. Well, you know, he's working with Shibeta, so he doesn't hate the whites. Yeah. Yeah, he's not, he's not a, I don't, I don't think he's like a, I don't think he. I don't think he like hates anybody. I think he's just one of those like he's just a hardened criminal and he knows how this shit goes. You know what I mean? Not not like I'm not here to, you know I'm 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 here for the advancement of myself because fuck the rest of you niggas. But like, you know I'm 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 down with the niggas because the niggas is down with me. I think that's just basically what it is. I don't think it's anything else with him, like. I don't think he's out to like for the advancement of colored people or some bullshit like that. <laughs> <laughs> so then I, I had forgotten about this at first when I first saw this scene and I was like, oh damn, what the fuck is he doing? That's hella sad. Alvarez is fucking rolling. <laughs> he is he's blitzed off that LSD. <laughs> and so he's sadly talking to his baby son. And holding him. And uh, I was like, yo, like, is he just doing that for no reason? But then I remember now, yeah, he's off that LSD. He's pr- He probably had a second stamp. So. Is that who he gave the stamps to? Oh, no, they're roommates. Yeah, they're roommates. They're roommates. Okay. And so. Because okay. his crazy roommate was like, calm down, I got you. 
Because you know me at the very beginning, it was like, calm down, I got you. Just chill. We got this. I feel like that dude is might be the craziest person in there, but I don't think I think he might be one of the coolest people to room with. He's harmless. Yeah, he's just crazy. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna wake up and eat me one day. So <laughs> well, not unless he gets high. Oh, you know what? That's a good point. That's a great point. Yeah, you know, I mean, and he he's he's already, I mean, honestly. Yeah, he might not eat you, but there was a scene a few episodes ago where he was licking the blood from somebody's yes. body off his hand. Yes, I, I still don't know why they had him working in the hospital, but okay. Um, and then so the worst place. Also, by the way, we forgot to say this, but Schillinger might have the best job in the whole prison. He gets to work in the air condition and just put boxes through the through the conveyor belt thing. That's easy. That's easy work. He got the easiest job there. No see, manual here's, labor. Here's the thing. When they found something in the box, he they, they just like, yo, and he put his hands up like, like I ain't do it. Like, But like, why would anybody think you did it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just put the boxes on the belt. That's yeah. the easiest job, man. White supremacy gets you an easy job in prison. And yep. so after this uh, whole episode is over after all of the, we just figured that, you know, you would think if you weren't like me, that McManus punched, you know, Healy in the face for bringing drugs into his Emerald city and all that. But we all know that he did it because of what, you know, Healy said about him and Wellesley fucking because that caused Wellesley to leave when it's all said and done. McManus is standing in the corner at the end of the episode smoking weed by himself in the prison. Gotta let that stress out. Which shows that he's a fucking hypocrite. How does that show he's a hypocrite? There's no drugs allowed in the facility. Nobody's allowed to smoke drugs at all. First of all, he was not anti that stuff to begin with. The governor stopped cigarettes and all that shit from being in prison. He wasn't anti that. He's only trying to get drugs out the prison because he thinks the cops are bad and the warden wants him to do it. That's the only reason he's doing this stuff. He basically said that when he had the conversation with the warden. So that's not anti, that's not anti, that's not being a hypocrite. Yeah. That's like is. telling your kids, that's like telling your kids, don't do drugs at 13, but you smoke weed at 35. That's not being a hypocrite. Well, it's That's not it's not to smoke drugs at thir- do drugs at 13. No, the difference is that it's literally illegal to have drugs in this facility. Oh, okay. So we're going by legality now? Yeah. That's what we that's what I mean, we and if about. you really want to break it down, he's done a ton of things that you're not supposed to do, like fraternizing with yes. his underlings. Smoking drugs, drinking. Yes. But you know, Uchi Wally. Well, who cares about those things? They're not hurting anybody. Yeah, sure. Uchi Wally. That's right. <laughs> you got to be able to separate things. Everything's not the same. Compartmentalize. You got to coordinate. <laughs> you got to compartmentalize. It's not all the same. That man's stressed out. He's going through it. He's about to do something stupid, I imagine, before the end of the season. I was going to ask because you, what do you think is going to happen next? I think he's going to do something stupid because he's going through it. Everything It seems like everything that he tries to do right ends up backfiring, and he's probably spiraling out of control. So I imagine that by the end of the season, he's going to do something insane. That's why you had to hit the weed, man. 
Like sometimes you gotta hit that weed and reset yourself. Like, okay. I mean, but honestly, calm down. On, honestly, what good things has he done this season? Really bad. To we're, five, we're, five, we're five episodes in. I'm dead. I have a serious. whole list of good things. He took okay. He took Alvarez to go see his wife and his yes, baby. Yes, okay, cool. He he helped, he he got the he got uh he got um what's his face? Leon, I forget Leon's character. Already. <laughs> Keen. I forget his name. I forget his character's name. But Keen, Jefferson Keene. Jefferson Keene, he got him, he got him the ability to give his uh kidney to his sister, which was great. He stood up to the governor, which nobody else would do. Everybody else just let the governor bitch him. And he told the governor that he was wrong. He told the he told the warden that the police are the ones causing the problems and that we need to do something to stop them because they're corrupt as fuck and they're causing people to die. He was against taking away cigarettes. He was against taking away conjugal visits. He fought against those things. He said, these are things that people need. He was providing people conjugal visits with their wives and to the point that other people are like, yo, this is too much. When it's not too much, like people need to have time to spend with people when they're in prison. He was letting them do all those things. He's giving them alternative places to live where they can theoretically be better people. It's not his fault that they're fucking terrible people. He's trying to help them be better people, but that's that's not his fault. Like if I see somebody that's spiraling out of control and I try to help them, if they keep spiraling out of control, that's not on me for trying. I'm not stupid for trying. He's done all those things in five episodes this season. And yeah, he's done some fucked up things too, which I said were fucked up. But I don't say he's completely fucked up. He doesn't do anything good. He does something but good. But the warden's completely out. fucked up. What has the warden done good? Name one single thing that the warden has done that benefited anything other than himself. Name a single solitary thing where he wasn't trying to cover something up or not do paperwork or not have to deal with this or not to deal with that. Name a single decision that he's made that's been a good decision to help somebody other than himself. You can't. He hired McManus. Oh, yeah, oh he hired McManus. But, okay, fine. Thank he you. He hired McManus. Uh, and and then, with that said, Scar, uh, how's, the can- how's, how's the candle making going? I know you moved on to um, that's the next step. So how's that taking off for you thus far? Um, the can- candles haven't really done very much because I don't really have very many because I still haven't received my jars that I bought um, at the beginning of December. So I have a few. I've sold I've sold a handful, but mostly to my coworker who buys everything before anyone else can. And I ordered some some new warmers uh, that are two in one warmers where it has a it has a plate. It's not a light bulb. It has a plate, and then you can take the top part off where you put the 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 wax cubes, and you can put an actual candle on it, and it warms the candle instead of you lighting it. Um, so I bought a few of those, and even before I put them up on the website, my coworker was like, "Oh yeah, let me get one of those." See, now that's good people, like for real. Yeah, and I I gave him a red pineapple. Like, yo, having that kind of support is like amazing. Yeah. So shout out to him. He loves the Christmas tree fragrance. Like everything he buys, he's like, yeah, let me get one of those greens. Like he's he's old man, he's like 60 something years old. But like, he's like, yeah, let me get that green. He was like, it's like, you, you just bought three of the Christmas tree candles, I don't care. I, I want that green. With, uh, let me get a wax melt in the green. And, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw in this red pineapple just because, you know, you just it, dog. Yeah, for real. Got to show love to the folks who show love to you. Word and up. what's the website? It's P-T-C-A-C 
handcrafted.com. Brandon, what's happening? Oh, no, I don't got nothing. Brandon just put out a review of um, Wonder Woman 1984. It's available on Spotify and at whysoserious.com. I was never interested until it started getting torched. Now I'm super interested. Oh, it's such a bad movie. I never saw the first one, so... Then you don't need to see the second one. I want to, though. Mm. Okay, just remember I warned you. I want to see it. I mean, I'm not not about to get get HBO to watch it, but still. I can can let you use my profile just so you can watch it. I I bought a whole season of Oz, so I didn't have to do that. Right. Ooh, rest in peace to Joe Clark. The real Joe Clark. He passed away today. And with that said, lean on me. And with that said, uh, check out Hindsight. Check out uh, Scarcasm Live. Check out Why So Serious. Check out out Single Simulcast. Um, We appreciate y'all. Leave five five star reviews. You know what? We've actually gotten a lot of reviews already on iTunes and I really do appreciate that. Word up. Um yeah, yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Return to Oswald. Uh Scar is on Twitter at the Scarfinger. He's rarely on there, but that's his no, uh I'm, no it's just Scarfinger. Just a Scarfinger. It's Scarfinger, sorry, not the Scarfinger. The Scarfinger goes to a guy who's a LARPer. Um no that was Scarfinger.com. <laughs> Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is not spelled out. It's BLK. Isn't it, Brandon? BLK. Okay, cool. And I'm on Twitter at Rashani. Um, we don't have a page for this on Facebook, but if you want to go to the Hindsight uh, group, it's Hindsight Mirror Reviews. We talk about this shit there, too. Absolutely. Teach and every one of y'all, we greatly appreciate you. I hope you love the new year. I hope it's safe and bountiful and happy for you. Um, other than that, y'all be good. We out. Peace. Peace out. Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.